0: Okay, y'all, this is part three of how to create a life you love with Heather McAllister, life and health coach. So if you haven't listened to the first two episodes, I would suggest going back and listening to those two other segments. This is the last of the three segments. The first episode, we really dove into how to identify the areas in your life that you want to change and how to go about doing that, how to create that kind of clarity and acceptance in order to transform your life. And then in the next episode, the last episode, we went into detail on how to then create the blueprint or the sort of roadmap. If you picture yourself as a driver in your car of life, right, you're headed to a destination, you want to be driving that car to the destination that you want, right? So we are going to talk about the third step. The second step is actually creating the roadmap. And then the third step is how to put your foot on the gas pedal, right? So a lot of times we're hitting the brakes. We may be hitting the brakes and then hitting the gas pedal and then going back to the brakes or we may be putting the car in park and going nowhere we may be putting the car in neutral neutral, and spinning our wheels, right? Sometimes it feels like that. I know I have felt like that at times. I totally get it. This is an area... Of coaching that I feel really compelled to share. Number one, but number two, I feel really qualified to talk about because I have so much experience with this. Being fully transparent, um, and I said this earlier on in the, you know, the first segment, especially, you know, I spent a lot of time zigzagging my way through my 40s because I knew I wanted something and I didn't quite have clarity on what it was that I wanted. I wasn't being completely honest with myself. And then when I was honest with myself, I was letting a lot of fear and doubt and mindset issues get in my way. And it's funny because I didn't really plan to talk about this, but I tried a lot of things and made a lot of sort of rash decisions, which made me feel pretty crappy about myself and doubt myself even more, and then feel guilty about wasting my time doing things that ultimately were not helping me get where I wanted to go, right? Um, and all of this actually worked out for me in that I it got me into the coaching space. It got me into... An area that I absolutely love. I'm so passionate about. Number one, because I see the benefit of how coaching can transform our lives and how coaching can transform your life, because it did for me do that very thing um, in that process, right? Of me trying to achieve my goals, of having my own business, of really helping people in a very powerful way. Um, And that's actually what brought me to this. But I made decisions. I, you know, invested money in things that ultimately were not helpful only for people to really tell me because I was given the blueprint, right? I was given the roadmap and a lot of coaching, quote unquote, coaching programs can offer a blueprint. It's kind of like being handed a diet, right? We sometimes know what the hell that is. We know the steps, right? You may not, in which case go back to first step the The first episode in this segment and then the second one and really do this step by step because I think um, it will create a lot of clarity and it will save you a lot of time and possibly even a lot of money if you are looking to pursue a career change or something along those lines and you're looking for training or you're looking for coaching, right? I had a lot of feedback that I had the wrong mindset, right? Because I was given the blueprint in a lot of circumstances, but I wasn't Attaining the thing that I wanted. I wasn't getting anywhere. So, number one, understanding that there could have been, there could have been, and there was in some cases a misalignment of what I really wanted and what I was pursuing. Um, I was pursuing and did pursue an MBA. So, I got, you know, my master's in business administration um, and really didn't want that. That's not the lifestyle that I wanted. I uh, was pursuing it for the wrong reasons. Honestly, I was really, it kind of was more of an ego thing for me that I finished and sort of said I could do it kind of thing, more to the outside world than a truly an internal desire to actually use an MBA to get a corporate job. Um, it's definitely not something you need to be an entrepreneur. So I was kind of lying to myself in some ways. I wasn't clear. And then I be kind of dove into network marketing for a while um, and really haphazardly sort of ran at that. I was so excited about starting my own business. So in some ways it was... It did create some clarity as to what was lighting me up and what I wanted to do. And through that process, I eventually figured out exactly what I wanted, but I was still coming up against this roadblock of mindset. And I had a coach tell me that, you know, a lot of the things that were holding me back were, you know, doubt and self worth and lack of self worth, self worth, if I could say that. But The coaches that I had chosen to follow weren't really able to figure out how to move forward from there. And that's what this episode is for. So you might know. On some level, what's holding you back? You're getting in the way. You're spinning your wheels, right? Your car's in neutral, or it could be completely in park, right? You're not going. You're not even taking the steps. You know, your car is in neutral when maybe you're trying to do some stuff, but you're just not getting anywhere. And then, you know, there have been times, and I've done all three of these. And then there have been times that I've started put my, you know, my foot on the gas and you know, bursted forward only to then hit a roadblock a stop sign and stop and go in reverse, right? So I've done all the things. So you may know what you want, right? Like for example, you know that you want to start your own business. Maybe you want to start an LLC, but something else is getting in the, in the way of that, right? You know, you want to lose 20 pounds, but You know, you're afraid of failing yet again, right? Like you don't want to go on another diet because, you know, number one, you know, it it shows that you're unable to do something, right? That's the fear anyway. This is not a reality, but that's the fear. The reason why we do not follow through with the things that we know we want once we've made up our mind and we're really, really clear is usually fear right? And there's all different types of fear. Um, and there's all different, uh, ways that we think about this, right? So we either are afraid to do something and have thoughts that stop us limiting beliefs usually, or we're avoiding the fear altogether, right? This is like, you're either in park or you're in neutral, not going anywhere or you're in drive, you go forward a little bit, and then fear stops you, and then you put it back in park, or maybe you go in reverse, right? This was me for a really long time. I started my LLC for Get Better with Heather uh, back in 2018, and I continually, over the last few years, self-sabotaged because of my... My because of my fear of failing. Um, I had feelings of overwhelm. I've doubted myself. I've had all kinds of things get in the way. But this was really my brain's way of avoiding the feeling of fear, which is totally a pattern in my life. If you go back and listen to the last few episodes, it's definitely something that has permeated a lot of my decision-making in life. The one thing that I want to say about Fear, fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of, you know, just making mistakes and making a fool out of yourself is that it is completely normal. Fear is just your brain's way of staying safe and keeping the status quo. Your brain really likes you to stay safe, it really just has this mechanism for survival. And in modern life, in these days, most of the time, fear, unless you're walking down a dark alley, right, is not keeping us necessarily safe because we're not going to die from fear of failure, right? It's not something that is survival, but our brain doesn't distinguish these differences. So most of the things that we face today, like I said, unless you're in a dark alley, aren't really going to hurt us. So most of those fears are just, again, your brain's way of Making you feel safe. If something is not life threatening, but our brain still thinks it is, so rejection is another one, right? Like when we were evolving, rejection meant being casted out of a pack. It was within our, you know, our desire to survive to be part of a pack, right? So that's just a basic survival need that your brain is going to offer up to you when you try to step out and do something that maybe is out of the ordinary from what you think other people perceive you as doing, right? So if you feel like you're going to be an outcast for stepping out and starting your own business, your brain sees that as a a basic survival strategy. It's going to want to avoid that. So again, fear is fear to the brain. And when we can identify that, oh, that is just fear, that is just my brain's way of trying to protect me, right? Then we be- can begin at least to put it into perspective, right? So we can, we have in general, really sort of disliked or um many of us have sort of avoided the feeling of uncomfortable right we have gotten pretty comfortable in our lives there were times um you know over the past 100 years or so that we had to really step out and do things that were uncomfortable in order to survive well, things aren't really like that anyway. We can do the bare minimum and survive. But my guess is that if you're listening to this episode, then you know the bare minimum isn't satisfactory to you and you're looking for more. So you really have to get, you want more, you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because it is going to be uncomfortable to push the limits with your brain, to push your results, to ask yourself to do things that are new. And in general, many of us have lost that tolerance for feeling uncomfortable. But dreaming big, creating new, starting a new business, um, going out on a limb to create new relationships is going to create discomfort. And our level of success in any of these areas in life is often correlated with just how willing we are to be uncomfortable and how willing we are to feel discomfort, right? So I want to just normalize. It's going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to want to avoid it. There's nothing wrong with you for that. This is completely adaptive. It is completely normal. And when you begin to identify it and you're aware of it, then you can say, oh, that's just my brain wanting to avoid something that's uncomfortable. And guess what? getting uncomfortable is not going to kill me it's a feeling right and a feeling is not going to kill you you will so the first step in overcoming your avoidance right or procrastination the things you're avoid the steps you may be avoiding taking on that blueprint that you created is to recognize when you're avoiding it, right? And just recognize the fear, and being okay with this discomfort. So I listened to a podcast recently, and I loved this analogy. You know, you're in the driver's seat, right? And you want to move forward, and and follow that roadmap that you created for yourself, but you're up against this barrier in front of you, and it's fear. And what I want you to do is strap up that fear, strap up all that discomfort, and strap it in next to you in the driver's, in the passenger seat. It's just going to go with you for the ride. You have to accept the fact that there's going to be some discomfort along the way. Life is 50 50, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, right? It's not all good. There's going to be some, you know, mess ups along the way, or just some feelings of inadequacy, feelings of doubt. Um, All of those things are going to come up. You may feel embarrassed for doing something, just accepting that that's going to be part of the ride, right? That's just going to be part of the journey. And you must be willing to make some some mistakes along the way. And again, it may be embarrassing. I have made some humiliating mistakes, at least according to me, in my journey to be an entrepreneur. And I could look back at those and be like, oh my God, what was I thinking? And, and allow that to stop me. Or I can just say, hey, you know what? I didn't know what I was doing. I was excited. I made some mistakes. I looked silly. And that's okay. Um, I'm okay with that. And I think, you know, we have to all be willing to make mistakes and learn from them. And sometimes, again, it means being okay with embarrassment. Now, does it feel good? No. But embarrassment isn't going to kill me. It's okay. It doesn't mean I'm a terrible person. It doesn't even mean that I can't do what it is that I'm setting out to do. It means that I'm learning. And I'm better for it after the fact. I know what not to do now. In some cases, I learned that lesson really, really well. And I've evolved to learn from people that are better at teaching, according to what I think is better anyway. Um, So I have better mentors than I did when I first started out. I really just listened to anybody and, and believed what everybody said. And I followed some really, really poor advice now looking back and made some really silly mistakes. But all of that can be something I can use against myself or I can really help it to move me forward. So, when we allow the fear of failure to hold us back, we are suffering, right? There's so many people out there suffering. I know I was there um, because we're not actually going out and doing the thing that we know we want to do, right? And it's just so frustrating. So, when we're suffering with this life of something we do not love, you know, we're still suffering, right? So you could either choose to suffer in your current life that you're not happy with, or you can feel some discomfort in doing things that maybe you're afraid to do, right? Okay. So we know what avoiding is, right? I avoided facing failure and fear. It's held me back quite a bit, but what is fear actually? Um, it is an emotion, right? Fear is just an emotion in our brain that is created by thoughts that we have. Like I said, embarrassment, frustration, anger, self-doubt, fear of rejection. Um, it's an emotion. And it is something that we, you, have felt over and over in life, right? And you think back to when you were a kid or especially a teenager, because everything is embarrassing as a teenager, right? That embarrassment didn't kill you, right? You're still here. You could still face those uncomfortable emotions. It actually cannot physically hurt you. It's what we make them mean that is what can be so debilitating, right? You're going to feel these emotions in life, and that's just the human experience. If you choose to be comfortable in life, you may be choosing to be unsatisfied in life. And you have that choice, right? You can choose either one. You can choose the discomfort of staying where you are, or you can choose the discomfort of what it means to move forward and choosing to feel discomfort and moving forward anyway, will build some resilience right? Um, So this resilience of and confidence that comes from making hard decisions, taking hard steps, learning and knowing that you're going to be okay on the other side. And then you also have the added bonus of then eventually getting to the thing that really lights you up. Right. So we need to recognize what fear is, number one, and it's an emotion, and it's an emotion that we create by the way we think. And our brain is always throwing fear at us because it wants to protect us. Again, it's always trying to keep us safe and sound. It doesn't really know the difference, right, between something that's actually going to harm us versus something that's just making us uncomfortable um, because we're changing what our status quo is. So it's really good. Again, just putting that into fear into perspective, understanding that fear is just another emotion. And in most cases, it's not going to kill you, right? It's just your brain's way of alerting you that something isn't right. There's something different. It's keeping you safe. Okay. So when we want to try something new, it will be uncomfortable. Get comfortable with that. <laughs> okay. We can only do what we're, when we're open to discomfort, we can only change what we're allowing ourselves to face. Right. So just, I keep saying this over and over again, but get comfortable with uncomfortable. Because that's the name of the game. That's what is required for us to change. And I'm thinking, and I know that you could think back in life on all the things that were kind of uncomfortable, right? Things that sometimes we were forced to do, right? As a child, you know, our parents maybe made us take a dance class, Um First day of school, we know we had to go to school, right? We had to, we didn't have a choice to not go, but gosh, did that create a lot of fear and anxiety, like all the unknowns of the first day of school. Will you, you know, like your teachers, will you find your classes, Will you see your friends? Will you make new friends? All of that stuff, right? These were all fears that we had that we just worked through. Well, it's not any different. We've just become um, fear adverse as we've gotten older. The next step, after we have just accepted the fact that we are going to face discomfort, um, we're going to be a little uncomfortable, we need to be okay with our brain kind of freaking out and being afraid, totally normal, is looking at some of our limiting beliefs. And these are the things that really truly stop us from moving forward um, or, you know, taking those f- first few steps because we you know, feel that we're not good enough or we're not smart enough or we're not pretty enough. We have all of these beliefs that were formed usually in childhood and then they start to come up. So I want to say that number one, if we avoid fear altogether, then we're going to be highly dissatisfied, right? We know this. Number two, you want to make make steps or choices to move forward, but you have these beliefs about yourself that are creating negative feelings, right? So this is part of a belief model that I alluded to earlier that my mentors um, in coaching have taught to me. And, and this has been really, truly impactful, just understanding the influence of our thoughts, which are thoughts are based on our beliefs right beliefs are just things that we've thought over and over and over again right they've become so ingrained in our brain in the way we perceive things right so but those beliefs are influencing the thoughts that we have when we're faced with a challenge or something we want to do and every thought that we have creates a feeling in our body and that feeling then creates or sort of permeates our actions, right? So for instance, if you have the thought of, let's say, um, this is going to be hard, right? So if you're looking at losing weight and you decide um, that you want to lose 20 pounds this year, but your predominant thought is that this is going to be hard, or you may even be saying to yourself, I can't do this, the actual feeling that you're going to have as a result of that is probably lack of motivation, right? Or it could be any feeling, really identifying how that feeling, or what that feeling is rather, based on the thought that you're having in your life is really, really important because it's the feelings that we have in life that we usually act on that motivate us, right? And that feeling is going to permeate on some level your behavior. So for example, if you're thinking this is going to be hard, your action may be to not plan your meals ahead of time because your feeling is this is hard and I'm not motivated. And then you feel like you don't have enough time or you're thinking to yourself, I don't have enough time. This is so hard. So your actions are you don't really do the steps that you know you need to take, right? And then you're stuck with the same result. You haven't lost any weight, right? So you really want to look at what is the predominant thought that you're having if you're not moving forward on something, okay? We, we discussed fear, um, and that could be a feeling. What is that fear based on? What are the thoughts that you're having? Um, is it that you're thinking you're not good enough, right? If you're thinking, I'm not good enough to do this, I'm not confident, I'm not pretty enough, all of that, the way to change your mindset is to change the thought, right? And you want to insert or think about a thought that gets you excited, that makes you feel the way you need to feel to move forward, right? Do you need to feel more confident? Do you need to feel um more motivated. What is the feeling that's going to push you to do the action that you know you need to do? Right? What is that feeling? So if you can identify and harness that feeling and then think about if I were feeling this, what would I be saying to myself? What is the predominant thought that would help me create this feeling? And really, that's how you reverse engineer and you work through your um you know, work through the obstacles or the things that are getting in your way, your mindset issues, right? So for me, a lot of it was self-doubt, right? I just didn't feel like I had the skills or the ability. Um, And that was terrifying to me. I was afraid of even trying because of that. So identifying that thought pattern and that Feeling as a result, then I could look back and say, okay, what do I need to feel in order to get out there? I need to feel confident. Well, in order to feel confident, what do I need to say to myself in order to get out there and do this podcast, for example? I need to think that I can help someone. I don't need to think that it needs to be perfect. I just need to think that maybe there's one person out there that's listening to this that their life changes for the better because of it. That is motivating to me. That's giving me that feeling of confidence and allowing me to move forward, okay? So looking at all of those things, looking at the result that you want, the actions you need to take, and then looking at what are the thoughts and the feelings that need to be happening in order to create that action, right? Because if we're in an if we're thinking negatively, if we have that negative thought, we are going to feel negative. It's going to be a negative emotion. That's how our brain works. We can have multiple things going on in our brain at the same time, but it's the predominant one that usually dictates um, how we're showing up in the world, right? So if we're constantly in self-doubt about being able to create good relationships, even though part, there's part of us that maybe maybe believes and thinks that we can do it, but the predominant thought is one that, you know, I always attract the wrong person, I'm not good at this, I'm too shy. The feeling is then going to be negative and we're going to show up in life with that negative energy. Same thing on the job, right? Like if you are looking looking to progress to a different position but you have a lot of self doubt and that's the sort of scent that is coming with you right so if you think of your emotions are your scent right if you're kind of in a scent that's negative that's what's going to show up. That's the kind of energy that you're going to bring to the table when you are looking to get a promotion at work and move forward. And do you really think that with that sort of tainted energy, you're going to get the thing that you want? Probably not, unless you're lucky, unless you know there's some fluky thing. But in general, you're not going to attract people into your world if you're coming at the world with this negative energy.